Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord open heaven over you and speak to you, anoint you, shower His grace and mercy on you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can come together to study the Word of God concerning the end times and the last things of this world, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you ask your servants to really record many truths in the Scriptures or in the Bible, Lord. We come to you and ask you to teach us, anoint us, Lord, and help us to understand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the 18th lesson of the series called The Doctrines of the Last Things or Eschatology. Please listen to the previous 17 sessions. In this teaching, I would like to talk about the purposes of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ covers those last things in the great consummation of the age and the introduction of a new era or dispensation. His second coming concerns the church, Israel, the unrighteous or the unbelievers, the nations, the Antichrist, the setting up of the millennium kingdom, and Christ reigned on earth. Let us look at each one by reading the scripture. As concerning the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, James the apostle expressed the purpose of his coming as concerning the church in the fifth chapter, verse 7. Let me read to you the apostle James talk about it. James chapter 5 verse 7 say, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. James said that, let us be patient. Jesus is coming back for sure. During the meantime, we should continue to sow the seed and keep reaping the harvest, making disciples, keep growing spiritually to become more like Christ, keep building the kingdom of God. The Lord will pour His Spirit on the church. He wants to bring revival to the church, the early rain and the latter rain. That is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let us be patient and let us continue to serve the Lord. Our Lord Jesus Christ is coming for His church. He is coming for the righteous, the born-again believers. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17, the Bible says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ, I mean the believers who already pass away, will rise first. And then he who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ will come back the second time for His people. 
the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. They will be resurrected. Then the church or all the believers who are still alive shall be raised up into the clouds, caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord Jesus in the air. And we will live with Him. We will dwell with Him for eternity. Second Thessalonians chapter two verse one. Now, brethren. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, we ask you, the Lord Jesus Christ will come back and He will gather all of us together, and we're going to be with Him for eternity. He is coming back for us, for the believers, or for His church. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, fifty to fifty-two. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit. The kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep, or we shall not all die. Some of us still alive to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Some Christians already passed away, and there will be resurrection of the body of the dead, and. They will have a new body, but those Christians who are not dead yet, when Jesus comes back, their body will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The Lord Jesus Christ come back for us, for the believers, and He gonna give. As a new body, incorruptible body, glorious body, we will not have to be in a hospital, get sick, get tired, and get old anymore. We're going to have a new glorious body, and the believers who pass away will be resurrected and have a new body as well. Philippians chapter three, twenty to twenty-one. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also. Eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We also eagerly wait for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able, even to subdue all things to Himself. You see, the Bible talk about the second coming, about the new body of the believers, about the resurrection. Of the believers who already passed away, on that day, we're gonna have a new body, glorious, incorruptible body, eternal body, and we're gonna be with Him for eternity. Are you glad that one day you don't need to live in this lowly body anymore, the corruptible body that get old and sometimes get sick, and Get weaker as we get older. We're gonna have a new body, and we're gonna be with Jesus Christ for eternity. During the meantime, let us run the race. Let us serve Him, evangelize, preach the gospel, make disciples, build the church, expand the kingdom of God, keep growing spiritually, and attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Let us read the Bible, study what the Word of God tells us to do. We don't live in fear. We live in faith and in love, 
and we'll serve the Lord and get to know Him more and more. The first letter of John, chapter 3, verse 2 say, Be loved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, when Jesus comes back, we shall be like Him. We're going to have a new body, like the resurrected body of the Lord Jesus Christ. For we shall see Him as He is. So He will come back, and we're all going to see Jesus with our eyes. And we're going to have a new body like His resurrected body. Jesus is coming back for us, for the church. The dead in Christ shall rise first. That's what the Bible says. The dead in Christ will be raised from the dead. And they will have a new body. The new body will joy with their spirit. And they shall be with the Lord for eternity. The, the spirit will come down from heaven and joy with their new body. And we're going to meet them as well in the air. If we have not passed away yet, we're going to meet the Lord Jesus in the clouds together with those believers who had passed away. The righteous will receive their rewards. We are the righteous. We serve God. We live for God. We're going to receive our rewards. Again, Jesus come back for the righteous to give the righteous a new incorruptible body and to take them to be with Him for eternity. But not only that, the righteous will receive their rewards. This is the reason why I don't want you to focus too much the things of the world, about the bad news in the world, uh, argument about the end time. Let us focus on learning what God tells us to do, growing in the Lord spiritually, finding our callings and ministry, serving the Lord, building His kingdom, and loving our neighbors, being a blessing to the nations. Let us focus on the good things to do and the spiritual maturity because one day Jesus will come back and we will receive rewards if we don't waste our life away with the material things, with the worldly things and with sins. We want to live a life that counts and glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 25 verse 19 says, After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled account with them. This is the parable that Jesus talked about. The master left, the Lord left, and how the servant of this Lord run the business or do the things will impact their future of rewards or punishment. The Lord will come back after a long time. It has been more than 2,000 years after Jesus was raised from the dead and ascended up to heaven. It's been a long time, but He will come back for sure to settle accounts with His people, including you and me. We are His servants, and we need to live this life worthy of the gospel. Therefore, I would like to encourage you, again, focusing on growing spiritually, doing what God calls you to do, finding your calling and ministry, building the kingdom of God. He's going to come back and 
You're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and He will reward you according to what you have done on this planet Earth while you are still alive, and also according to your motives and attitudes in your service to the Lord. Second Timothy chapter four verse eight. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will give to me on that day, not to me only, but also to all who have loved His appearing. First Peter chapter five verse four say, "When the Chief Shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, appears, His second coming, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away." My brand new sister, if you faithfully serve God by using your time, your talent, your gifts, your finances, your material, and you do what He say, and He guides you, you will receive rewards, the crowd of glory, the crowd of righteousness that will never be fading away. It will be with you for eternity. I would like to receive the crowd of glory from the Lord Jesus Christ when He returns. This is why I want to encourage all of you to really make sure that you really want to obey the Great Commission, preach the gospel all over the world, and make disciples of all nations, and build His local churches in the cities that He led us to go. Let us. Really build the kingdom of God. That should be the vision of every believer on this planet Earth. Yes, we all have little vision of our own. For example, my vision when I was a young man, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. That is my destiny, my vision. But at the same time, I connect that personal destiny and vision with the kingdom. I wanted. To be a neurosurgeon, who also use my talents, my finances, and time to build the kingdom of God. Why I was practicing, I witnessed to my patients. I led many of my patients to the church, help them to be set free, pray for them. I share about the love of Jesus Christ. I use my profession to expand the kingdom of God. At the same time, I have my own spiritual vision that God gave to me that I would become a pastor of a local church and teach the Bible. You see, I have my professional destiny and vision, and I also mix that with the biblical vision, the biblical destiny that is to grow spiritually, to become more like Jesus Christ, get more anointing, to lay hand on the sick. The sick shall be healed. Cast out demons. Build a church. Make disciple. Help other people to come to love Jesus more and more. And I want to do all these things with the right motive and right attitude. First Corinthians chapter three verses twelve to fifteen also talk about rewards here. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Everyone say reward. If anyone's work is burned, 
he would suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Some believers will not receive rewards on the day of his second coming, because even though they repent of their sin and they accept Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, but they live for themselves, they rarely go to church, they never want to build the kingdom of God. They never use the time, talent, and gift to evangelize, to make disciples, to build the local churches. They just live for themselves day by day, waiting for the last day of their life and go to heaven. Those Christians who live like that for themselves never serve God, never get involved in the Great Commission and building the local church will not get much reward in heaven. That's why I want you to really pray and offer your life to God and allow your life to be used by God to preach the gospel, to make disciples, and to expand the kingdom of God. Therefore, I pray that you all will serve the Lord and when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you will receive the crowd of glory and a lot of rewards because you live your life for the kingdom. One day, remember this, we all will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 say, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Our God is a just God. He will reward you and judge you according to what you have done while you are living in this tent, in this body, whether good or bad. This is why I really pursue holiness, righteousness, spiritual growth, building the kingdom, living for Christ, because I know one day I will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and I expect Him to speak to me, good and faithful servant, come in to the kingdom, rejoice with me, and these are your rewards. I want to be that kind of believers. We don't know when Jesus will come back. Don't waste your time. Don't live a sinful life now and say, hey, maybe 10 years from now, Jesus will come back. Therefore, I can live a loose life now. I can sin. I can pay gamble. I can take drugs and I just cheat people. I'm safe anyway. By the grace of God, my sins are forgiven. My brother and sister, we don't know whether Jesus will come back tonight or not. Therefore, don't waste your time. Don't think that His coming will be delayed. Every single minute, every single day, live a life fully devoted to God, serving the Lord, because you don't know when He is coming back. You should spend the next 10 years, 20 years, if Jesus has not come back yet, to build the kingdom. The more you do for Him, the more you live for Him to build the kingdom, the more rewards you have in heaven. Your time on this planet Earth is shortened and shortened every day. You are coming close to the last day of your life on this planet Earth or coming closer every day to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that this teaching helps you to wake up and you will not waste your time anymore. You will Live your life for the kingdom of God. The Bible talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Lamb in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming back to have a celebration with the saints. 
to have a big celebration and the Bible called marriage supper. The Lord Jesus is the groom, and we are the bride of Christ. The Church of Jesus Christ are the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 25 verses 1 to 10. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. The bridegroom is the Lord Jesus. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. I pray that you are wise virgins, not the foolish virgins. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. Foolish church or foolish Christians live day by day for themselves, for their own plan, their own vision. They don't care much about the kingdom. They don't care about the Holy Spirit. They don't want any oil of the Holy Spirit. They don't live their life like the light of the world. They still live in sin. They don't care much. They're foolish. But the wise virgin took oil, the Holy Spirit. They allowed the Holy Spirit to anoint them so that they can have the supernatural manifestation of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit to serve the Lord, to evangelize, to make disciples, build the church, and also allow the fire of the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Holy Spirit, to come and cleanse them and purify them, sanctify them to be holy and righteous like Jesus Christ. So these believers are wise. They want the Holy Spirit. They want to serve. They want to grow spiritually to become more like Christ. But the wise took oil in their vessel with their lambs. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So the Lord Jesus is coming back. It sounds like his coming is delayed. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lambs are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. But why they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. These scriptures really warn us that we should not be a sleeping Christian. We should be awake, alert, in the spirit. We should live our life for the groom, the bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be the light of the world. Always have the oil inside our life, our heart, the Holy Spirit. Walk as a spiritual Christian, not as a carnal Christian. We should not do anything for our own benefits, our own reputation. We should live our life for the glory and the reputation of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be ready to meet Him in the wedding ceremony, wedding supper, the marriage supper, anytime. The Lord Jesus can come back any day, anytime. Get ready. Revelation 19, 6-9, And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God 
omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb, Jesus Christ the Lamb, has come, and His wife, His church, you and me, are the church of Jesus Christ. His bride, His wife, has made herself ready. Everyone say ready. Are you ready? And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, "Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb." And he said to me, "These are the true saying of God." My brother and sister, when we learn this lesson. The last scripture here. Number one, we should join the local church that want to be the bride of Christ, who wears the fine linen clothes. The Church of Jesus Christ should allow the Word of God to cleanse herself from stain, from any wrinkle. The Church of Jesus Christ, you and me. I'm not talking about building here. You and me should allow the fire of holiness, the fire of the Holy Spirit, to come in. And burn the junk, the chaff, the sin, the dross, demons, sinful bondages and chains, wrong strongholds, bad habit, any ungodly things, any impure things out of us, so that we will be the beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ when He returns. We should get ourselves ready into the wedding ceremony. Many years ago, I. And the church here, New Hope International Church, are struggling with a lot of sinful things. And eventually, God told me to go to revival services to receive the fire of God. I never forgot. We went there. I and Pastor Da went to these revival services, and the fire of God touched us. But when we came back to the hotel, we had some arguments. We were quarreling that these revival services are strange. Why people laugh? People fall down. Pastor Da was not happy because we were in the denominational churches that don't believe in the fire of God, in the touch of God, the laughter, the falling, casting out demons. We did not learn all these things from our denomination. But that night, Pasada had a dream that she was a bride, and the wedding ceremony will be in the mid-afternoon. But by the time of wedding ceremony, she did not finish her preparation. The hairstyle was not done yet. The makeup was not put on completely. Her dress, the wedding gown, was not ready. So by the evening, all the guests for the wedding left. She did not go into the wedding. She woke up from. The dream that night. This is like uh, 1997. She repented, and God spoke to her. You are not ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. You need the fire of holiness to cleanse yourself and cleanse your church. And after that, since 1996, 1997, I never stopped moving in the fire of God. I remember many years ago, I was changing my clothes. In the locker room from surgery to go out back home, I finished the operations and I was changing 
operating room gown or scrub and changed it into the street clothes, and the presence of God showed up in that room, and He talked to me. I cried because the presence of God was so tangible and obvious around me. And He said to me, "Son, can you do one thing for me?" I said, "Yes, Lord, I will." Can you prepare my church to be the bride of Christ? I will come back. I want my church to be holy, pure, righteous, full of the Holy Spirit. My people must be spiritual people, not carnal people. Can you teach strong word, train my people, help my people to love me, and really live a righteous life? No politics in the church. Don't welcome demons and sin into the church. You are the gatekeeper. You need to keep my church pure and righteous. I say, Lord, I do it. I obey you, and I will keep your church pure and holy. And every church that I get involved in building around the world must be pure and holy, because Jesus Christ is coming back for the holy. Righteous Church, the Bride of Christ, the Holy Bride of Christ, gonna join into the marriage supper with Him. We don't want to be a harlot or a prostitute. The church that commit adultery with the world system, with Satan, with false gods, and with sin. We want to love Jesus with all our heart. So the Lord Jesus Christ will come back the second time. For his saints, for his church, to give them the new body, to reward them, and to have a celebration of the marriage between the lamb or the groom, the bridegroom, and the church. He will come back to really meet all of us and take us out from the system of the world to be with him for eternity. The second purpose of his coming is for the unconverted and the nations. Those people. Who don't know Jesus Christ or reject Jesus Christ? The second coming of Christ will usher in a time of great stress and judgment upon men. There will be a time of tribulation and great stress and judgment upon men, and He will come back. Revelation six fourteen to seventeen. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place, and the kings of the earth. These kings are not believers. The great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, "Fall on us, and hide us from the face of Him, Jesus Christ, who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of His wrath has come." Who is able to stand? When Jesus come back, He will judge the unbelievers, and His second coming day is a day of fear, and a day that they want to run away from the face of Jesus Christ. They know the unbeliever knows that they reject Him. Some of them curse Him, and they. Have not had anything to do with him, and when he come back, they will be terrified to see his face that day. 
Revelation chapter 8, 12 to 13. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. The Bible talks about signs and wonders here. Something happened in the natural when Jesus come back. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of three angels who are about to sound. You see, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will bring supernatural things, signs and wonders, and the people on this earth will be scared to meet him because the final judgment will come on the unrighteous. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 7-9 And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed, when the Lord Jesus comes back the second time from heaven with his mighty angels and in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God. The judgment will be upon the unbelievers who reject God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. The unbelievers, the wicked, the unrighteous, those people who reject God, will be punished, will face eternal judgment and everlasting destruction. It's a scary day for them, the day of His coming. But for us, it's a day of rejoicing, the day of celebration. We're going to have a new body, and we're going to meet Him face to face. We will receive our reward when we serve God faithfully in this life. And we're going to have a celebration of the marriage supper. His second coming will be the time of final judgment of people who reject God in the world. Matthew 25, 32 and 46. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And this will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. There will be a separation between the sheep and the goat, the righteous and the unrighteous. The righteous people will go into eternal life, but the unrighteous will be judged into the eternal condemnation. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. It's so clear. The nations, the unbelievers will be judged, and the kingdom of the earth will be overthrown, and all people will be subject to the king of all kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 and in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Jesus will come back to set up his kingdom that shall never be destroyed. 
and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. You can see here that Jesus will come and establish His eternal kingdom. Other kingdoms, other nations will be gone. Micah chapter four verse one. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house, the kingdom of God, the mountain of the Lord, mean the kingdom of God, of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. His kingdom will be established, and other nations and other kingdom will be overthrown, and shall be exalted above the hills, above other nations and above other kingdoms and peoples. Shall flow to it. This is a prophecy that the Lord Jesus Christ will come back to establish His eternal kingdom, and the kingdom and the nations of the world will be gone. Isaiah forty-nine verses twenty-two to twenty-three. Thus said the Lord God: Behold, I will lift my hand in an oath to the nations and set up my standard. My means Jesus Christ, capital M. My standard for the peoples. They shall bring your sons. In their arms, and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers, and their queens your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth, and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. Jesus said that those who wait for His second coming. Will not be ashamed, and people who know God will flow to Him and serve Him, and He will be the King of all kings when He returns. He will establish His eternal kingdom. Jeremiah chapter twenty-three verse five: Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper. Who is that king? Jesus Christ. He is a descendant of King David, and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. The Bible talk about Jesus will come back to reign as a king. The first time he came as a baby and grew up in the house of carpenter, but the second coming he will come as a king of all kings with a trumpet sound, and all the nations will be under him. He will be the king of the whole world. Luke chapter one verse thirty-two. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. He means Jesus Christ, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. David was the king of Israel. Jesus will be the king of the whole earth. He will come back next time as the king of all kings. Every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord, and that day will come, the day of his. Second coming, Zechariah chapter fourteen verse nine, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day, it shall be the Lord is one and His name one. So you can see here that the Lord Jesus Christ will come back for His people, the righteous, to give them new incorruptible bodies. The dead will be resurrected and have a new glorious body, and those who don't die yet will meet. Him in the cloud. He will come back to reward them, and also to have a celebration at the marriage supper with the Lamb. He will come back, and He will judge 
the unbelievers, and he will come to establish his eternal kingdom. He will be the Lord of all lords and the King of all kings. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. These are two purposes of his second coming, and we will learn more about his second coming, the purpose of his second coming. In the next session, I would like to encourage all of you to really wait patiently, expectedly for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You get yourself ready, like the wise virgins. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You love the Word of God. You allow God to cleanse you, change you, transform you from glory to glory. You find your calling and your giftings, and you serve the Lord faithfully, fruitfully, and diligently. Lord, we believe as we serve you, you will take care of our needs. You will provide for us with good finances and materials and wisdom and favor, Lord. But we are not attached ourselves to the things of this world, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. In the next session, I will continue to talk about the purposes of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please. Listen to the 19th session of this series. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.